Welcome to Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera, the podcast that explores the big questions of faith, life, and meaning. As discussed in our previous episode, we've kicked off a series aiming to explore the attributes of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Today, our focus turns to God the Father, the eternal and loving source from whom all things originate. Throughout history, humanity has sought to understand the nature of God, to grasp the immense depths of the divine. So today, we'll talk about the characteristics associated with God the Father and the significance of his role in Christianity and the profound impact his fatherly love has on our lives. Dr. Mark, thank you for taking time to lay the groundwork here and guide us through the characteristics and nature associated with God the Father. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Matt, as well, and welcome to all of our listeners. Uh, It's always a joy to be able to spend this time together and explore these topics, which um, will certainly help us to continue to evolve and strengthen our faith and to clarify, you know, things that we have uh, learned uh, and need to be dismantled and then things that we are learning and need to be constructed and reconstructed. So it's exciting to be here. Um, I'm excited about this segment as well. As we mentioned in the last session, in the last episode, this is as a result of people on a monthly basis asking questions about the, about the Trinity. The yeah, Trinity. yeah. So I pulled together a bunch of keywords that people have searched that include uh, Trinity and um, the amount of search volume. It was about 160,000 searches per month on average that people are asking about the Trinity. So yeah, there's a lot quite of interest significant. there. Yeah, quite significant. And, and as we mentioned in the last session, very briefly, I'll just touch on some things we talked about in the initial session, which by the way, was a session as an overview kind of, not really getting down into uh, more details. We're going to do that today for sure in dealing with the segment, this segment of uh, God the Father. Uh, but last week we we uh, we were able to um, use you know clarify those words that we've been using about yeah. the Godhead and the three headed God. You need to three headed God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how sometimes the 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 labeling that we do can also create um, tension mm. in people's minds academically. I also mentioned last week that or whenever the la- the, the previous session that uh, that that uh, I'm, I'm a approaching this uh, yes we'll it'll be theological and yes we'll you know we'll be academic and technical but I'm really more approaching it as a, a, from a pastoral platform right and that is that um, you know to be able to, to help people acclimate to what they know and then expand what they know and discover new new elements uh, that will enhance their life and be able to to move forward so I'm, I'm approaching it that way. Uh, which is what I had mentioned extensively at the uh, the last episode that we had. But today, we're focusing in on God the Father, because of course, when you're talking about the Trinity, uh, it is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We made a, a statement in the last episode that the, the word Trinity does not appear in Scripture, and That's it more right. came into existence traditionally mm-hmm. as the religious uh, 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 founding fathers or uh, 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 the founders of the church uh, wanted to be able to understand some of the extra biblical books that they had and accommodate this concept of God, Creator, Father, with Jesus, Savior, Redeemer, and then, of course, the work of the Holy Spirit. And from there sprouted this word and this concept now and theology today uh, uh, of the Trinity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and for those listeners who just so happen to pick up 
this series at this episode, please check out the previous episode, which again, Dr. Rivera gives an overview uh, of the whole concept of the Trinity and and lays the groundwork for this episode that we're having today, where we're going to focus God as the father figure and understanding, um, yeah, that, that side of him, yeah. I guess you can say. It's hard for me. I'm trying to tread carefully, Dr. Mark, as I talk about it, because again, th- this is one of those topics that clearly there's a lot of search interest because it can be confusing. Yes. It's been a debatable thing amongst a lot of uh Christians in various denominations and things like that. So I don't want to cause too much confusion when I when we talk about it. But today's focus is on God, the Father, the Father. God as a Father figure. Yeah, my sense as we start off, my sense of um, of humanity, and you know, based on the experience of the time that I've had serving people and serving in a congregation, is it seems to me that that humans intrinsically default to a family model. Mm. And I get that when 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 people are hanging out and stuff like that before or playing basketball or whatever you know sports, uh, seeing a movie or whatever, it almost become becomes a family uh, environment. Mm. And if it's sports, before long the guys are calling themselves brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And the, and then they'll look at the coach or somebody else as a, a father or an uncle. There's always these this model that revolves. Intentionally or unintentionally, yeah, that's in, so true. In the minds of people, even in gangs too, right? <laughs> that's actually true. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and almost even in those types of contexts, yeah, it's a family. Yeah, yeah. So we, we we have this intrinsic inclination or default setting that takes us there. So it's not surprising to me, and I'm going to start this way. It isn't surprising to me that what even when you talk about faith and faith tradition and theology that that same drive would go. I mean, if if the word Trinity comes into existence based on what we said in the last episode, and I repeat it today, that it was the founding fathers of the church, if you will, looking to uh, make that connection of understanding Jesus' role in relationship to the Father, then that proves my point, you know, mm. that, 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 that we're called, and Jesus called the Son also, right? Mm, so that you yeah. have that. That, that that interplay between both of them. So I, I wanted to make that statement that even if you're not religious, even if you're not a spiritual person out there, even if you're not whatever, you know, you, you don't uh, subscribe yourself to any uh, religion or any faith group or whatever, um, that intrinsically we, I, I'm, this is my sense. I have no scientific evidence. I have no, no therapeutic evidence. <laughs> Simply by my experience, we have this tendency this hierarchical intent in, in, uh, in inclination to default to a family model. Yeah, now that that's actually a good uh, starting point, I think, for us to start this conversation to understand that model of family. That this is, you know, it should be easy for our listeners to understand why we would kind of help frame the identity of God. And with this family model, because we do it so often in our everyday lives, I think that's your point. That's right? exactly my point. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. You said you said you really were able to uh, to wrap that up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you exactly. took like five minutes to say that, but I said it in five seconds. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, you know, I want to make sure that uh, I'm reaching the next generation. You know. Baby boomers think a little bit different than, than the other generations, um, but we, we look at God as um, as father. Yes, and and God that expression of the Godhead, I'm using Godhead, I don't want to use, I want to try and use that <laughs> word less. That expression of the Godhead is creator also. It's actually, and that's what we see in Genesis. So when we hear the terminology amongst Christians, when they're referring to God as father, th- we're also associating God, the creator uh, with that term father. 
Yeah, don't, yeah, those I, go side by side? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, they're included in the expression of God. Okay. So it's like what I what I mentioned, you know, I'm me, I'm me, but I'm also a father. I'm also a grandfather. I'm also a husband. I'm also a brother. Mm. All those are segmented expressions of who I am. Yeah, they're all part of your character. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. So we can view God that way. And, I, and another thing that just came to mind, remember, please remember, not just in this, in this episode and in this series that we're doing, but whenever we're trying to understand spiritual things, uh, things of the divine, we're doing so, we're trying to comprehend a limitless God mm. with our limited, limited uh, thinking. Yeah. So the only tools we have is the tools that we have as human beings, which are limited. Yeah. Right. No, so that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So just keep that in the backdrop of your, of your thinking as you're hearing that we're trying to describe a God that really is indescribable because if you just, if you just find something that you own, then you can own it and you can master it, mm. but no one can master God. Yeah. You know, so it's almost contradictory. It's actually creates a tension when you think yeah. about it at that yeah. level. Yeah. And we talked about this in detail in our episode, a few episodes back about uh, who is God. We, yes. did a, we did a whole episode. So our listeners who haven't heard that, check that out too, because we do attempt to dive deep into who God is. And, and and like you said, we ultimately, spoiler alert, we do ultimately land on there's a limit to how much we can even comprehend in the first place about God Correct. and who he is. So yeah, no, that's, that's a good context for us to remember. Yeah. Everyone needs to have a bucket in their mind that says mystery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because we'll, we'll, we'll understand and figure things out, but there's things that we will not be able to figure out. Uh, and we, and there, there are unknowables that will always be unknowables. There needs to be a bucket where you put things in there. And the reason why I say put a bucket, cause then you don't let it neutralize your faith. You don't mm. let it make it a stumbling block for your faith. So when we hear the word God, the father, or the phrase God, the father, we cannot assume that that creates a positive image in people's mind mm. because that statement uh, assumes um, the premise that people have positive relationship with father and, and, and it's quickly associated with your earthly father. Everybody obviously listening to me has a father. You may not even know who your father is, your biological, but actually it's, uh, uh, being biological doesn't necessarily make you a father, but a, yeah. a, a father role in your life. Not, and I don't want to uh, be careless here. I want to try and, and make sure that we reach the entire audience that's listening. Yeah. Uh, some folks have had difficulties in relating to father mm. That then gets transposed into relating to God as Father. Mm. I submit to you that sometimes if we have a clearer view of God Father, that will help us dealing with our earthly Father as well. Am I, am mm. I making this? Maybe you can wrap it up for uh, for the uh, Gen Xs and baby boomers. Well, I mean, we cannot. Well, <laughs> well a, like as I'm listening, area. No, well, as I'm listening to you describe this, I'm remembering what we talked about in the previous episode and how. When we approach the, the topic of the Trinity, to keep an open mind, to not insert our biases, which yeah. can be hard to do. So yeah. keeping that context in mind as you're t making this point about fathers, the way I'm interpreting what you're describing here is that based on your life experience with your father or not having a father, that can influence your understanding of God as the father. Right. Is that what you're trying to say? That's exactly because if, for example, and we'll be making the statement very shortly as we review some scriptures here, that if um, we say that God the Father loves you, wants to lavish love over you mm. always, if you've not had that experience with your earthly father, that's going right. to create some problem and tension in being able to um, relate to 
God. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we need to remain neutral. We need to hold back on our family history and background so that we don't then skew the relationship that we can actually have with, with God, the, the Father. But even Jesus referred to God as Father. Mm. We have, we're, you know, Scripture is replete, particularly in the New Testament, uh, with references of Jesus referring to God the Father. So there is this paternal aspect or characteristic of the deity when we think about God. And so and, and when you talk about God, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, there is an element him, uh, in him. And again, I, I, I please, I apologize. I, I'm so, I got, a, I got me, what is it, mental me, muscle memory. I keep saying him, but I understand, because uh, we even talked about this as well in one of the previous in ones. In that episode about who is God, yeah, we talked about yeah, we, we can't put gender, gender identity. Yeah, gender yeah. identity with God. But um, I don't want to skew our, our view of God our view of God in any way, simply because we're using the terms now, God, the father, but we see as well as we explore the characteristics of God, the father, Genesis one, one in the beginning, God created heavens and earth, right? So we see there the function of God as being the principal orchestrator of all of creation that we see. Mm. The one that is responsible for everything that we're able to experience. The sunshine, the sunshine, the sun rising, uh, the wind blowing, the flowers blooming, you know, we, we can attribute that all to God's create, God the Father creating his creative side, which is so, so very important. And, uh, and we find that in Genesis 1.1. And I, I mentioned, I want to mention again, it says in the beginning, it's in the beginning of the human awareness. Mm. Those first three were in the beginning is the beginning, not of God, because he's not the be- he's not he doesn't have a beginning he always has been is and will always be but it's in the beginning of our journey the start of our journey of awareness of the deity of the eternal mm. of the existential of faith mm. and that's what he's talking about in, in Genesis chapter 1 1 there's another passage which is really really good and I like to jump to that because it helps us to explain uh God the Father uh Colossians written by uh Paul Mm. Verses um, uh, chapter one, verses sixteen, and it says, "For in Him, meaning Jesus Christ, all things were created, things in the heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, or rulers or authority. All things have been created through Him, and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together." That's a lofty description of. Not God the Father, but Jesus, mm. right? And because Jesus was present when God the Father was creating. So that's a, that's an important uh, verse to be able to understand. I want to give another one, too, because we see here in Psalm 103, 13, uh, and it reads this way. It says, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And Psalms is the hymn book of the Bible and um, written in, it's in the Old Testament. So I use the Old Testament passage in the beginning, but now I'm using one in the in the uh, rather New Testament passage. Now I'm using an Old Testament passage, and it's saying there that God has compassion on His children. So there we see not only the label of God being Father, but it also labels human creation as His children. Mm. As so 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 God the Father creates. God the Father loves. Yes. That's where we're at yeah. where we're at right now. And okay. really the psalm what it's doing is describing the paternal side of God, the mm. paternal characteristic of God. Compassion for his children, and so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And there it's just when it's talking about fear, a good word to replace fear, because fear it connotes this uh, terror, the you know, this uh 
paralyzing emotion. Um, it's more reverence, mm. to reverence him, to honor him, to uh, extol him, you know, that's what it means. So uh, for those who, uh, he has compassion for those that fear him. Also, the word compassion is interesting because as we know in, in the, the, you know, how many times do fathers even get offended by things that their children do or don't do? God has compassion, which means he, he can understand, God can relate mm. to whatever good or not good things that the children do. He has compassion over those that fear him. Look at the other passage there that we find, again, in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15. And here we're talking about his love, compassion, and the care of, uh, of God as a father figure. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. So not only is he, he's, he's loving and compassionate and caring, but we're also on his mind. There's a passage of scripture in the Old Testament that says that God has our name tattooed in the palm of, our, of his hand. Yeah. The word tattoo is a modern translation <laughs> of a meaning that it's, it's, there's a sculpture in yeah. the middle of our it's hand. Imprinted. Imprinted in, in the middle of, our, in, of his hand. That's how much God cares for us. And that's the love and care that God the Father has for his children. Now, back to the statement earlier. Yeah. If you had a difficult time with your earthly father, that's going to either explicitly or implicitly translate into some tension mm. on trusting this God, the father. Right, right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because if you have not known your earthly father or earthly father figure to have these types of characteristics of love, compassion, care, owning that position as like you are my child and, and loving you in that sense. If you have not had that earthly experience, yeah, I could totally see how that can interfere with your understanding of God as your father. Right. And it'll impinge upon your level of faith, your level mm. of spiritual maturation. You know, the, it'll impinge on that. It'll it'll take away. It'll put. It'll be a hindrance, if you will. What? What? I mean, I don't want to skip ahead or get off topic here, but just since since we are on this point, what is some advice or guidance you would give to people who have unhealthy relationships with their father? That's a different podcast. Uh, I know. That's why I said no, no, but, it might but, be get off. But topic no, no. Here, but I, but. I think it's. But you know, I, I started <laughs> that point, so I think it, it's it's important that we at least talk about it. And maybe, yeah. maybe, and I was I was not joking. Maybe it, it should be a different podcast yeah. when we deal with that. But uh, we cannot. And let me let me approach it this way: we cannot live our life to the fullest when we haven't resolved issues that are bringing us down. You can't deny, for example, if, if, if you were in an abusive relationship with, with a father or a father that was uh, uh, violent in the home to everyone, right? You can ignore that and ignore that and ignore that. But sooner or later, it's going to come up. Mm. It's going to rise to the surface and it's going to come up in a very inopportune time. So as we want to live the fullest life, we have to go back and address those things. Remember, I, I, I taught before that. There are things in life and our history that uh, define us, but they shouldn't own us. Mm. So you'll know them as historical markers. And you need to go back and resolve those, address those, face those. And of course, that there it is. yes, we pray, and yes, we have spiritual guidance, but also therapeutic help. Uh, therapeutic uh, To be in therapy helps out as well. Mm. So that, those are some of the things that people can look at. But you have to first stop denying and realize uh, the truth, the reality of the situation where it is. You know, there's a... And, and when people will discover they're not the only ones that have had, uh, 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 they didn't have a pristine 
image or, or, or see a pristine role model in their father, in their earthly father. The danger is that, again, we translate that explicitly or implicitly. We, we translate that into how we view the Lord, and then that frustrates us being able to reach our fullest potential in life. That's my opinion, and which, which happens. Mm. So God the Father becomes this loving, compassionate, caring father figure, he provides also, he guides, he's a source of wisdom. Look at this, Matthew 6, 26. Again, a picture of the Father, uh, God the Father. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And there we see the role of the provider. Now, and now I, I mentioned it before, and I want to go in, in, in there. <laughs> My dad... For example, um, the memories I have of his role model, he's no longer, he's with the Lord, and you know, he passed away several years ago. But the role model, the part of the role model that I saw in him was that I only remember my father working. Mm. You know, he provided, my mom never worked in, in, you know, outside the home. She obviously worked in the home. We're a large family. But my dad was the one, the breadwinner in our home. I, and I don't ever remember him staying home from work because he was sick. Uh, I don't remember him making appointments during work hours because he needed to go to work because he provided. And that was a role model I saw. Mm. So that became uh, an element that I wanted to, and I do, um, uh, uh, repeat Mm. and imitate in my life. Uh, God is a God that provides for us. He provides the spiritual nourishment, the protection that we need. He provides life for us. He provides the resources. And I I see God many times as one, God the Father, providing options for us before us. And then we have the ability to then choose what we should do or not do. Sometimes the choices are good and we select the options that God wants over. He's laying them in the table in front of us. Or we end up choosing our own, you know, the things we want to do and then... We have we end up looking uh, like our decisions, as I said before. <laughs> yeah. So, so we see in that one that he, if he takes care of the birds in the air, if he takes care of nature, uh, how much not more will he take care of us? We're made in his like likeness and image. So God is also a provider, provides guidance, and also can be a source of wisdom. I really like that verse. That verse is always good. I think for people who are stressed out and anxious about like work, money, paying bills, things like that. This is one of those verses like, you know, if, if the birds can get food, how much more does God care about you? (laughs) You know, that's a, that's a pretty powerful and encouraging one for sure. And that doesn't, you know, give people then the, the, I'm checking out, I'm not going to work. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, of course. Of course. It's not, it's not a prescription for laziness. You know, you still have to work. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he told that to Adam when he, when he created Adam was then responsible to be the steward of the resources that are around. So you know, that applies to us as well. Look at the one in James, James 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, it will be given to you. And I like of that, I like a lot of parts of that <laughs> verse, but the one that, you know, kind of s- screams out right now is, gives generously to all without finding fault. That doesn't mean there is no fault. Mm. He's just not out there seeking fault. And that, that's important because there are no favorite children in God. Mm. Right? So he's finding fault in, in in one and not finding fault in the other. So he's going to give generously to the one that has the least amount of faults? No, he's not looking for faults. Mm. We all fail. We all come short. Right. We all, you know, there's parts of us that, 
need a lot of redemption. Mm-hmm. As I said, they need a lot of Jesus. There's a lot of blood of Jesus that has to be spared <laughs> in certain areas of our life. Yeah. Uh, but there he's not looking for fault. And I think this is it's liberating for our audience. He's not a father that's trying to see what was the last mess up that you did. He is a father that loves, loves lavishly. And if you ask him, he wants to give generously not looking for any faults, it will be given to you. I I think that's liberating. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And because that verse is definitely acknowledging that God sees the fault, right? It's not saying he dismisses it, but he's basically saying that that is not a disqualifier for his generosity, which is, yeah, it's definitely a powerful, powerful concept to, to... to accept for sure how God loves us. It's, it's kind of overwhelming, right? It's like, well, wow. Yeah, because we, we, we tend, people are going to find out. They're going to find out. They're going mm. to find out. God is not, God, it, God, first of all, saying that God is going to find out is an insult to God. <laughs> As if, if he doesn't know, right? <laughs> right. If he's all knowing, he already yeah. knows. Yeah, there's yeah. no surprises in him. There's no, you know, in God the Father, there's no surprises. So I think it's not, don't point the direction at him. Mm. Look at yourself introspectively and realize, no, he's not looking for the fall. He sees them already, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yet he still loves you. Which that That's a mind blow, right? Yeah. Even though he knows the mess that we have and we carry, nonetheless, he still lavishes love, and he still responds when we ask for wisdom or whatever it is that we're asking for. He wants to give it to us generously. That who God the Father is, that aspect of the deity. I also like, I mean, this might be a little funny here, but at the start of the verse, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, I almost feel like they're saying, if any of you, if any of you are dumb, it's okay. <laughs> Just ask God. <laughs> I, see what, I see what you're doing with that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's how I read it for myself, at yeah, least. Yeah, that's true. James is making an assumption there, right? <laughs> if you're not that smart, it's all right. Ask God. Ask God. That's good for me to know. I need to, these are things that resonate with me, at least. And by the way, this is a healthy way of looking at the text. Mm. Sometimes, you know, because remember, these are men that wrote the the, the scripture mm. under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course, you know. Yeah. But the first part of what I just said is important. They were men. Yeah, yeah. They're regular guys. They were regular guys. Yeah. So we can read it that way as well. You mm. know, sometimes you'll find in scripture there's some sarcasm in there. And, you know, <laughs> you know, Paul was good at that when he beat up the the church in Galatians. Anyway, that's another, that's another study. <laughs> we in could Gal- do an episode just on biblical yeah. sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was beating up on them so so badly. Uh that was James that we read? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was James. Okay, so uh, let, let's look at another part now, because God is also a God of mercy. He's a father, so the father is also merciful, and the father is also a, a God of justice. Mm. And and justice is about fairness. Yeah. And a, a healthy role model, father, uh, paternal role model, is one that cares for his children equally. Fairness, justice. That it, there's no there's no favorite son or daughter. You know he treats uh, everyone and seeks fairness and justice for all. Look at Psalm 103, and it says he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repays us according to our iniquities. That's huge. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And there we go. The word fear again. That's reverence, honor, extol. As far as the east is from the west, so he has removed our transgressions for us, from us rather, mm. from us. He does not look at us as uh, as someone to be discarded. He looks mm. at someone that needs to be loved. Mm. You hear me, friends? That's what he. That's how he looks at you right now, as someone that is worthy of receiving 
his his love lavishly, lavishly, and he does that justly. doesn't doesn't have a favorite son, doesn't have a favorite daughter, doesn't have a favorite whatever. He sees us all the same. So it's powerful. No, that's a good one. The visual I have there is is like a child running into the open arms of his father. That's good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, regardless of what they have done or, you know, even even the story of the prodigal son comes comes to mind, right? How the True. father, you know, he, the prodigal son came back with very little expectations. He didn't expect to come back as being a son again. He, he was hoping to at least just be a servant, right, right. to his dad. Right. But what did the father do? He ready was there open arms ran up to him too right met him halfway practically yeah. do a whole party for him so yeah and it's it's a beautiful visual to think of how god loves us in that way and that's how he celebrates when we are drawn to him when we mm. come back to him that's how he celebrates he he celebrate he doesn't know how to do anything mediocre he, he mediocre he 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 lavishes a celebration you know they they killed the fatted calf right they, they i mean it was a, yep. it was not a, a 3 hour celebration it was days of celebrating yeah. so that's what god does and friends you need to know that you're worthy of that love yeah. you're worthy to be a recipient of that kind of justice that kind of mercy dealing with you and not you plural in the sense of humanity but you individually you know he wants to do that over our lives and then micah chapter 7 verse 18 who is a God like you who pardons sins and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Mm. So there, there's inserting the author. There is inserting emotion there uh, with regard to God. He gets angry. And really, I, 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 I prefer to look at that. And I'm not rewriting scripture. I would never attempt to do that. But for me, it was that, that, that you know, we, he's disappointed, but because he's a just God, merciful God who loves us, he doesn't, he won't stay there. He's still going to come around and, and reach out to us. Mm -hmm. When our arms also become too short to box with God, for example, or reach to God, um, he reaches out to us. And that's important for us to get that when we're looking at this attribute of God, the father, the creator, the, the paternal, paternal side of God. Yeah, I'll, I'll recap real quick some of the characteristics we just reviewed here. So we talked about, uh, as we were trying to talk about God the Father, He is the Creator. Um, he shows love, compassion, and cares for us. He's a provider. He provides guidance. He's a source of wisdom. That's the one I need. <laughs> um, and He's also a just God and a merciful God when dealing with, with us, humanity. Um it almost sounds like these are also good benchmarks in general for any father who's trying to be a good father, too. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, part? yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, a, a wise father that wants to, uh, some, you know, some, uh, become mold himself into or evolve into that paternal role. What better role model than what we see in God the Father? I mean, mm. you know, it, it, it's the perfect role model when you think about it. And for those that are that are uh, consider themselves to be a good father, keep doing that. Uh, it's important. Um, I, I one time I was attending a, a men's conference and there was a few hundred guys there. And I remember one of the speakers at one of the presenters opened up by saying, um, um, "Every guy has a, a, a father problem, mm. right? A father problem." And he was alluding to the fact that at some level, at some place, there's a there's a, a negative impression that has come, you know, uh, that resonates with the individual guy. And what happens if you don't resolve that? you'll end up becoming going into that vicious cycle. 
Mm. And it and it, and it impacts women as well. So it's not just just men, but it impacts women as a, women as well. But if you want to be a better father, yeah, absolutely, you want to be able to connect to to the God in your life, um, and follow God the Father uh, always. Let's talk a little bit about the implications and takeaways with regards to what yeah. we've already been talking. You Let's know, do it. Yeah, uh, specifically with um, with with um, you know this notion, this idea, this view of uh, God, Father, God, Creator, and 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 that's significant because it helps to shape our worldview. If we see a world that's maternally uh, uh, shaped, mm. right. That can have an impact, and, and therapists and psychologists do a better job than me. I'm not. I'm not neither one of those. Um, when a child is brought up in a home where it's only maternal, mm-hmm. right, that has implications in the formation of that child, whether the child is female or male. The same thing we find, and it's ba- actually a biblical pattern that if God is the Father and He's a Father the way we describe it, and we then shape ourselves to evolve into that role model, that's only going to be beneficial to uh, the children and to the, 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 the place of the home. Um, and so it's important that we, we get that, that it's able to shape our worldview. And that, and by the way, that, this is not a sexist statement that I'm making. Mm. Uh, I'm not doing that at all. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, uh, defining God, the father uh, on the backs of the the ladies, the females listening to us. No, 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 not at all. Again, if God is non-gendered, then, you know, yeah. we're taking liberties and in, in putting this label of God the Father over him. But it does shape our understanding of God's nature. It does help us in nature, meaning if he's, if he's compassionate, then it helps us to shape him as a compassionate God. If he's a merciful God, it helps us to shape him that way in the way we view him. Um, and also helping us understand... You know, one of the many ways in how God functions and interacts with us as well, right? I mean, this is obviously this is only one episode of a series of episodes we're going to mm-hmm. do. We're going to talk about other aspects as well of God and how He functions in different ways and and why we associate a different type of description right. with, with those characteristics too. Right. So that's that's all we're trying to do here. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds you know I'm I'm being cautious in the way I'm speaking because I want to make sure that I weigh my words. I don't want to you know. That's why I'm stopping even when I'm using the gender <laughs> to, to be careful because I, I want to help our our guests, our, the people that are listening to us in, in landing somewhere. Mm-hmm. You don't have to land where I land, but at least uh, let's continue to be neutr- as neutral as possible in understanding these concepts uh, so that then don't draw any conclusions yet. Just listen carefully as I have done through my journey also to get to the place that I'm at. And then you you end up deciding or even not deciding, putting it off. Where are you going to land? Maybe you're not going to land anywhere for a while because you still have to sort things out. Right. But it helps us in establishing our worldview and, 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 and our understanding of God's nature. It also, in the, the goal is really through the gospel that we can establish a more personal and a deep relationship with this God, this aspect of God, right? Um, this um, uh, actualization of God, if you will, God, the Father, the paternal one, that we are drawn to him rather than away from him. That That's why looping back to the question you said previously, how do people resolve God if, if they had a bad earth example of the earthly father? Hopefully in understanding who God is, that, that your earthly father, probably even your best earthly father is nothing compared to the heavenly father. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. So once you have a healthier view of the heavenly father, 
is going to help you then to be drawn to him, not repelled from him, but drawn to him. You know, and that in itself will feed you to help then address and resolve the issues that you may have had with your paternal father. I, I love that you made that point there, because as you were talking about that, I know for me, the way I was interpreting it, it was that it helps me better approach God. Like I, I know now as we have this, not that I didn't know this before this conversation, but this just reinforces this idea that, yeah, I am a child of God. When I approach God, I can talk to him like he's my father. So I, I, my hope is, is that our listeners can feel somewhat similar that, okay, now that we have this better understanding of God as our heavenly father, hopefully it can help us on how, on how we decide to approach God. That's so true. That's a very good good statement. Now, let's get to the point here of then, then what, what, do we, what do we do here In, on a practical side? I yeah. mean, what are some let's of the things about it. Yeah. that, you know, because uh, again, th- um, this is not a preaching. This is not none of that. It's simply we're exploring this together and we're mm-hmm. learning together, audience. We really are. You know, so what do we do? Yeah. I, I always say that, you know, at the end of a teaching or a preaching, you should respond to the question, okay, so what does this mean to me? Yes, yes, yes. You know, What's what the it? impact on our everyday lives yeah. knowing that God is our Heavenly Father? Yeah, and I think the answer to that question is not just, hey, we just need to pray. Of course we need to pray. <laughs> yeah. We need to read the Word. Of course we need to, you know, we need to go to church. Of course we need to go to church. Those are things that are, yeah, but I'm talking about a little bit further than that. Uh, and by the way, and what should we do on a practical side? That may not be a change that's instantaneous happening tonight or today, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. It can be the start of a process. Right. It can be that. And that's important because mm-hmm. sometimes in this, you know, microwave, instantaneous gratification world, we want to be able to push a button and all of a sudden it's fine. No, no. We have to then go in increments many times and engage a process to be able to get healthier. So we've painted a picture of the, and this is the practical application. We've painted a picture of the uh, God, the Father, compassionate, merciful, right? We are loving, mm-hmm. uh, forgiving, uh, wise. Um, my advice is look at those attributes and begin to practice those in your own life whether you're a male or female, Mm. begin to practice them in your own life. And what's going to happen? There's going to be a connection then being started at least, a small connection initially, but then later on it'll become a stronger connection uh, on that particular attribute. So if God loves lavishly, then let's embrace loving lavishly, Mm. you know, as an attribute of God. And then the next one, if God is merciful, let's embrace a, an attitude of, of, if God is forgiving, for example, yeah, yeah. Desmond Tutu says nothing makes us more like God than when we forgive, right? Mm. So if God is a forgiving God and doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't have a favorite, let's start including that. Mm. That we can do right away. Practice those things, exercise those things. Yeah. That's right. That makes sense. Yeah. You, you start doing those exercises and by including it in your life. And before you know it, now you'll in three or four weeks, whatever whatever time it takes for you, because there's not a time frame on this, you'll be able now to have four or five, six qualities of God that start to connect you more. And you may think this is simplistic, but it isn't simplistic. You remember, the, the, in fact, I would argue, I would argue that sometimes the, 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 the way that we can be restored and be involved is when we focus on the simple things in life rather than in the, mm. in the, the more complex stuff. One at a time, you start applying them to your life. And then don't compare yourself to anyone else. Some of the people make progress quicker. And oftentimes we, we feel this is a competition. This is not a competition. This is life. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah. you can't have your eye on somebody else, you know, um, 
uh, and how they're doing. Yes, you need to be concerned because we need to be concerned about other people as God would do, God the Father would do as well. But you have to make sure that you, um, you're, you're progressing at the rate that you can and moving forward. You don't want to be stagnant in anything. So this teaching that we're doing is not just me and you, Matt, you know, having a wonderful time because we're having a good time with this interaction. But what can you do on a practical side, you know, once you've seen us draw this picture of the qualities of God the Father? No, that's a good point. And you're right. Everyone is on their own individual journey. Um, even when we talk about and try to uh, delve deep into this attribute of God as our Heavenly Father, I like that you keep circling back to this concept that this is an individual experience that we're having with God the Father. And that's why he's God, right? He's able to do that with each and every one of us uniquely and specifically like my, I, I get to have my own personal right. one-on-one with God, just like you do. And just like anybody else does right. who might be listening to our podcast, which is an awesome thing. Only God can pull that off. So I think that's a good way to, you know, to look at it and also keep in mind that these are, these are attributes and characteristics that we can also um, practically implement in our lives and our everyday lives. And you're right. It's, it may not happen instantaneously. If it if it does, that would be a miracle. We have an episode about that too, about miracles. <laughs> you know, if it happened instantaneously, but uh, yeah. but yeah, no, it's a process. I that I think that's 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 a good encouraging reminder. I think for our audience. And, and what I'd like to, uh, you know, and now we're really closing. We've closed five times, I think, on this segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's but uh, as we draw to a close, um, don't discard anything we said because there's some things that I, I know push some of our thinking to the edge, right? Don't be quick in discarding it. Take a moment, reflect, let it marinate, think it through. If you need to get upset about something I said or how I described it, that's that's okay. That's okay. You're still wrestling with a concept because it's, it, you don't really agree with it. That's okay too. But don't make a decision. Let it be uncomfortable and sit in that uncomfortableness for a moment uh, and, and oftentimes we don't do that. So mm-hmm. just slow down, follow us as we do these sessions because it's all going to be tied together. We'll connect the dots uh, uh, for sure. And it'll make sense to you or at least it'll bring you, it'll shed some light into some of the questions and concerns that you have had individually. That's And again, what I said in the last, in the first episode was, you know, I want to be pastoral in that. That's what I'm doing right now is listen closely don't make any decisions. Don't discard anything you've heard. Uh, keep it at the table and then reflect on it. Let it marinate and you'll know, you'll know the moment when to apply it into your life. And, and, and Matthew, you were right on target with that uh, statement there that it, it's individual. God is interested in you. He, you can have a relationship with your loving father, mm. not the world's loving father, but your loving father, individual. He knows your name. You know, let's close with this. I, I come from a very large family, mm-hmm. five brothers and five sisters, and um, and all my sisters are older than me, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, oftentimes when my mother or my father was trying to, mainly my mother was trying to get my attention, and, you know, she was hurrying, whatever, I had to get ready to go to school or whatever, whatever it was as a, as a young child. I have five older sisters. So before she got to my name, she called me by my sister's name. <laughs> <laughs> she went through the whole list of siblings. Of my sister's names yeah. you know, before <laughs> she got funny. to me. Uh, and, and I, and, but, it, but it was fun. I know she meant me inside of her mind. I was somewhere. <laughs> my, my, name, my name was there. But I used that to close out this way. That's not God. Mm. God knows your name. Mm. God knows who you are. 
God knows, you know, what flavor ice cream you like. God knows whether you're a morning person or an evening person. God knows you. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Seek and Find with Dr. Mark Rivera. Thank you for listening and God bless.